Welcome to Real Talk with Life After Grief, Chris, where we talk about relevant issues as it relates to individuals in grief as they navigate finances and the advisors who help them. We help clients in grief navigate financial matters. We also teach advisors how to emotionally and financially work with clients in grief through an unparalleled process. This week's podcast is sponsored by Life After Grief Financial Planning and Life After Grief Consulting. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Life After Grief Chris. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about hamsters and grief. It's really going to be talking about the real cost of having children through the lens of a child owning a hamster and the grief that could potentially come along with it. My brother once said to me, you don't know the real cost of having kids until you actually have kids. And he was absolutely right. My brother's been on a previous podcast. I'm going to share a story with you with regard to my son losing his hamster twice. Well, the first time was my fault, but we're not going to get into all of that. So you see, both of my boys got hamsters for their respective birthdays in 2022 The hamster's names are CK and Otis. CK is backwards for Kansas City. It's phonetically easier to say CK versus KC. And Otis, uh, that one just kind of came out of the blue from my son. Second hamster, who is the subject of this podcast, Mr. Otis. And again, the boys named their respective hamsters. And in regards to Mr. Otis, you see, it was Monday evening after Thanksgiving break and I took Otis from Gideon as I like to also play with the hamsters and their cages have two separate entry points so one on the top and one on the side and it was dark when I put Otis away you know we had to reposition the cages as well uh, due to our Christmas tree being up and unbeknownst to me Gideon left open the lower door which was one that I couldn't see Obviously, there's a difference in height between Gideon and myself. And when I went to put Otis back, it was a little bit dark, and I used the top door, thinking that the bottom door was going to be closed on the side. And during the night, I heard something drop, and I just thought it was one of the boys' toys, and I didn't really pay any attention to it. Unfortunately for me, it was Otis knocking his ball off the table, and he eventually climbed off the coffee table as well. And in the morning, as part of the boys' routine, they check the hamster's cages and give them food and water. Well, Otis's cage was open, and he was nowhere to be found. And that was my fault. As you can imagine, both boys, Gideon and Eli, were both in tears on their way to school. Amory took them to school that morning. I began my hour-and-a-half quest to find this little guy, Mr. Otis. And at that point, Otis was out for approximately 12 hours or so. During my search, I found some clues as to Otis's journey throughout the bottom level of the house. The clues he left for me were poop, hamster poop. And what I do know of hamsters, they poop a lot. So after 90 minutes, I magically found Otis. He was happy to be found and he actually was coming to me and it was love all over again. And like I said, Otis was on the run for 12 hours. He was a bit scared, um, but he was very glad to see me and I was probably more glad to see him. I sent Amory a picture 
of the little guy. And I also sent messages to both boys teachers. And I learned later in the day that the boys, the first thing that they told their teachers were that Otis got out and they were very, very sad. And when I found Otis and let the teachers know, they were very, very happy. Behind the scenes, I'll kind of tell you what transpired with me other than the fear of letting down my son. I had to delay a client appointment because I knew basically my tail was on the line for this one. And I averted disaster, you know, getting on the floor, searching, you know, most of the house at a two inch level at best from being a six foot man is not an easy feat. I assure you, uh, it was a lot. And, uh, I can assure you that I am a check all entry points of the cages at this point, regardless of whoever, you know, puts the hamsters away. Like I said, that was a lot. So if that wasn't enough. About a week and a half later, Gideon was following his morning routine, but forgot to close the cage. And that evening, around 8.30, we found out, I normally recommend, or I normally say to the boys, go, you know, take the hamsters out before you go to bed, you know, play with them and give them some love. And when Gideon went to check on Otis about 8.30, he wasn't in his cage and the cage door was open. He was out of his cage all day and Gideon quickly realized he left the cage open this time and Otis was again gone. My thoughts, as you can probably imagine, were I can't go through this again. It was a long process before and I was amazed that I could find Otis. And at this point, Otis was on the run for about 12 and a half hours. And so the three Dale boys, as I call us, began our quest to find Otis. And we had no luck after about an hour of searching. The boys were getting tired and I was getting really frustrated. And it was getting late and this was a Saturday. We also found no evidence of Otis anywhere, meaning his poop. And he was almost like a ghost. Eventually, the search stopped. I did go on my phone to search how to find a lost hamster and it was kind of funny because... um, You know, after I went on, I found a YouTube video that basically told me how to, you know, get or build a humane trap with food. I I didn't have any way to build a trap at, you know, nine, 10 o'clock at night. I did have food. uh, However, I uh, I do know that Otis likes celery. And I do recall Gideon saying that that video wasn't helpful, which, you know, it was helpful enough. So I. You know, as the boys were winding down, I got about 30 pieces of celery and I put them all over the house and I checked about every 30 minutes and about 1130, I found Otis making his way to a celery stick I left out. He was glad to see me and I was glad to see him. This time, it wasn't my tail on the line. Um, I went upstairs to wake Gideon and he didn't remember in the morning. He went downstairs and uh, found him in his cage both the boys, they were elated, you know, in the AM when they found Otis. And we have some new policies and procedures in place. So this doesn't happen. Otis is running out of his nine lives, so to speak. So I neglected to mention that I had a hamster about the same time as the boys, the same age. And he got out and he was found a few weeks later. Um, He starved to death. And I remember that very distinctly. I don't know if I would say it was traumatizing, but I do remember it. And I was very, very sad 
that we couldn't find the hamster. So I know how that affects a child because I went through it. You might be asking yourself how this podcast relates to grief and finance. I think you can get the grief idea, uh, but I want to explore the financial impact. And so the USDA estimates that the true cost of raising a child in 2022 is between, say, 15500 to about 17500 And in my calculation, you know, that's a few very, very good vacations. And to the point of this podcast, Otis's cost, his cage, bedding, food, gas, tools, um, or trips to several pet stores because there was a shortage of hamsters and the potential loss of income to me if the search went on beyond an hour and a half. And I estimate that that cost was well over a thousand dollars, all of which was not predicted in the USDA figure above. And if you multiply that by two, we have two hamsters. Luckily, um, CK has not been lost. And I hope our policies and procedures prevent that from ever happening. And so what I relate this to is the real opportunity cost of having Otis and Gideon's life is responsibility. And I'm going to say that again. The real opportunity cost of having Otis and Gideon's life is responsibility. He is responsible for a living creature and he has to feed Otis daily, make sure he's not sick. He has to change and clean his cage weekly. He has to give him water. He has to give him love, lots of love. And um, yeah, I, I messed up. I you know, left the cage open as the adult. I didn't check both sides and, um, you know, Gideon left the cage open. I kind of would have expected that he's a young guy. And, um, so the look on his face both times after finding Otis was one of the best feelings as a parent. It's almost like you've conquered something and I just couldn't, you know, fathom, you know, letting him down, especially during the holidays. And so I would say the thousand dollars was some of the best money I have ever spent and to have Gideon learn life lessons that I would not be able to teach him otherwise. I could tell him, you know, until I'm blue in the face, but until it actually happens and he goes through an experience, you know, that really hits home. And that's something that I know that he will remember for the rest of his life. And so these are some of the things and the tidbits, you know, I, I talk about real life situations and this is a real life situation and finances are always on my mind and I'm always thinking about that. And if I had to do it all over again, I'd pay the thousand dollars again because it, it was a life lesson and responsibility for Gideon and uh, for my other son, Eli, too, equally. So with that, uh, thanks for listening and if you like this podcast, please feel free to pass this on to any friends, family members, or colleagues. Please also feel free to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Cheers, be well, and see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you are a client and are looking to work directly with Chris and or our firm, head on over to Life After Grief FP. That is Life After Grief FP. The FP is for financial planning. If you are an advisor looking to emotionally and financially work with your client in grief, or if you are a client looking to get your advisor's head in the game, head on over to lifeaftergriefconsulting.com. That is lifeaftergriefconsulting.com. Any related information referenced in this week's podcast will be located here in the podcast section.